This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am bringing you an Ask the Expert interview. I've got John Fong here with me today from Local SEO Search, and I'm so excited to dive in to hear a little bit more about how SEO can help us with our podcast, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what's coming down the pipeline for us from Google. So welcome, John. Thank you so much for being with us. He's coming to us all the way from Toronto, Canada. So another fellow Canadian in the house today. So thanks, John. <laughs> thanks a lot, Michelle, for the intro. Excited to be on your show and here to answer any of the questions that you may have for your audience members. Awesome. Well, we'll just be real transparent with our audience. I really brought John on for me because I have no clue about SEO <laughs> and I know a few things, but you know, I, I think what I know is probably outdated and I really want to be able to help our podcasters get some really good um, ideas or some, some really some strategy in place when it comes to SEO. So John, is there anything like right off the top that you want to share with us? And like, how did, I would love to know actually how you got into SEO in the beginning and how it's really helped your business grow. Yeah, definitely. So eight years ago, back in 2013, that's when I started this agency, Local SEO Search. Prior to that, I actually worked in advertising sales for 10 years. Um, I did dabble into traditional advertising sales. Uh, I went into online performance-based affiliate marketing. And then I worked at Yellow Pages Group, um, selling ad space in the printed directory. Um, At that time, when I was there, a lot of these business owners, small, medium-sized business owners, just didn't know where their customers were consuming and finding businesses like them anymore because the traction, the user behavior was was changing. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted to work with someone that they trusted that can guide them and be very transparent and honest to help them become more visible digitally. And for me, I really didn't know a lot about SEO because for me, I knew there was a need and demand in the marketplace. I just wanted to fill that gap by being someone to help these business owners out. So that's what I did. I went into this whole digital world, SEO world, uh, not knowing anything about SEO. And I learned from scratch to really help businesses now um, get a really good foothold in terms of visibility on search. I love that. You know, it's, it used to be easy. You could just flip open the yellow pages and look up a business. And, you know, we used to think that was easy because there was only one place to go. But I guess it's kind of the same as now. There is one place to go on Google <laughs> to get the same sort of search, right? <laughs> it's true, right? Like, if you think about what Google kind of dominates for, it's really people who are seeking out information with questions or a product or service that they want. And it used to be the categories in Yellow Pages. So it kind of replaced that whole industry, um, directories. And now it's an online search engine, right? Um, so what I want to now talk about is helping your audience members amplify the message. So yeah. I think it starts off with 
understanding who your customers are, audience members, and then coming up with a good title, right? Not only your brand, but every time you put together a podcast, every time you start marketing it or pushing it live on all the different uh, platforms, that title is the first thing anyone sees. And it should be keyword rich. What I mean by that is something with substance that people have a problem with, that they want answers. And once you start embedding some of these topical questions that have not only high volume, search volume, Mm -hmm. but convertible traffic. So things that really get people to click on the title, because that's the first thing people see. Mm -hmm. Very similar to like a YouTube um, thumbnail, right? That first image, if you don't have a compelling design image, call to action or a hook statement, you're probably not getting a lot of clicks on it. Podcasting is very similar. That image banner, as well as the title, is so important to ensure that you have a higher click-through rate. Um, so understanding the, the keyword that you want to go after with volume, with a high traffic, as well as that banner. And then, of course, the, the description, right? So, you know, 50 words or 100 words, that allows you to give some substance very similar to how Google works on the search, it's the title tag, the URL, and the meta description. So very similar. It's like a, a little snippet of what's going on in that whole podcast of yours. Mm. And if you can really dig deep to find and uncover what your customers want out of that episode and deliver it in that short period of 50 words or the title, it will have a higher click-through rate. It will have, have a higher conversion rate. And hopefully that will lead to more revenue, sales, subscribers, whatever the whole KPI is, metric, that you have for your podcast. There is, the, there, there is the answer right there, guys. It's the secret we've been all trying to figure out. It's, uh, I was saying to John before we pressed record that to me, an SEO is kind of like the unicorn out there. We're never really sure exactly what it is or how to work with it or what, what the deal is with it. But I think you answered that in such a really clear, concise way. I love it. And now the million dollar question I have is then how do we figure out what it is that, is, that people are looking for and how to answer that? <laughs> so I think... There's a lot of podcast platforms out there, right? So you're uploading the audio transcribed or whatnot, but you need an asset. You need a website to be holding and storing everything. Mm -hmm. So owning your brand, Mm -hmm. it could be your name. It could be a branded whatever company that you have, but then you dominate for whatever you're known for. So the the whole Mm -hmm. purpose of the website is to become the thought leader and authoritative figure for your industry, right? Or in the world or your community or whatever it may be, product or service that you're offering. You wanna be owning that broad keyword service term or whatnot. The challenge is what are people searching for to Mm -hmm. seek out your product and service? And most audience members of yours probably have a client base. They have revenue already. Mm -hmm. My suggestion for you is go to your top 10 best paying customers. Ask them exactly how did they navigate and find you? Mm -hmm. What were the steps that they took? Why did they trigger to reach out to you in particular? And what made them decide to use you? These are all the questions Mm -hmm. that you should be answering on your website. Gotcha. Now, what and if it comes from referrals? 
So with referrals, you should really find out mm -hmm. because you already have a relationship with these customers mm -hmm. now, what were the main triggers? Was it the referral or was there other substance like your personal journey, gotcha. your story, the expertise that you brought? Was it social proof? Other things that really might matter, right? Because every person has their journey and it's different, but you want the best type of ideal customers. And those are the ones that are your best 10 paying customers, right? If you can attract more of them, so you build a website to answer all the questions of those 10 best people. And hopefully once you have the content substance, you will start attracting people that are like the 10 best. Mm -hmm. And then it's all about amplifying your own message mm -hmm. in a lot of different forms. So with SEO, now you want to optimize for your website to be ranked on Google. And I know there's a lot of different ways to get traffic, right? Mm -hmm. There's paid media, there's going on other podcast shows, there's, um, you know, affiliates, there's video, there's different channels out there and then of course there's search as well um, what you need to realize with search is people are in control when they're seeking out information mm -hmm. and that's the best type of traffic organic traffic gets you the highest conversion rate versus any paid media traffic mm -hmm. podcasting is very high up there because mm -hmm. the engagement that people have the relationship that you've built you're spending 30 minutes to an hour listening to a topic or someone that you find valuable, right? So it's time that people are spending to get to know your story or what you're offering. So it's a great medium. But when it comes to search, people need something. Mm -hmm. They're in control and they're seeking out information or a service or a product or an answer. Mm -hmm. And they're going to navigate on their own, right? They're going to go on Google mostly, and they're going to find what impacts them, what really stands out. And of course, it's the title, the meta description, and then the URL. But when they click on your website, it better answer what they clicked on. So it has to be relevant to what you're trying to push, right? Don't bait switch content, right? Make it as authoritative as possible so that when someone does click on it, it lands with substance with there's four types of content, right? Video, audio, images, and written. You hit them with as many content pieces, substance, relevance, as much as possible so that people stay on your site. The key is keeping them there to then hopefully convert to whatever that KPI is. It could be subscribing to your podcast. It could be selling a course, buying a consultant fee, speaking engagement, buying a book, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. because you want to maybe it is an offer that you have to collect email too that could be a funnel um so the whole purpose is owning your asset right that website is yours and once you start owning and collecting your database you can do a lot with it yeah that's so good i love that i was following along through all of that just going oh my gosh mike i've wasted so much time not having my website like so <laughs> so good and connected with everything and like oh gosh um so i love what you said about that and i think i want to just reiterate one of the important things there was that bait and switch on the title because Yes, we're going to look for some now keywords to put in our title. But if that podcast episode does not have that topic in there, um, your listeners are going to be very angry with you. 
with you. So you need to make sure that it also is relevant. And that's actually what you were talking about on the podcast. But I think um, starting with the, John, I think starting with the SEO and like knowing um, what some of the problems are of your listeners at the beginning is going to also help us then create the content. Am I doing that in the right order? Which is that we should be going first and figuring out what the problems are of our avatar or audience and then working that into our episodes. Yeah, definitely. So my suggestion is do a lot more strategic uh, competitive analysis Mm -hmm. and a a lot happens before you implement. A lot of people jump into things not knowing what they should know before they start, just like any paid media Mm -hmm. campaign. Yes, it tracks. Yes, you're going to do a lot of surveys, A-B testing. But if you plan it properly, knowing exactly what your avatar is with an offer, with a drip campaign, with a funnel, it makes for a way better conversion rate. And you have to have that strategic plan in SEO or else you're going to waste a lot of time and money. So for us, we plan everything properly because we need to know you what differentiates your, you, what's your story, who your major competitors are, what they've done, what they're ranking for, how long it took, what we need to do for you based on our framework and systems and processes. And we're always pivoting because Google is changing as well, mm-hmm. as well as your competitors are changing. So it's a moving battle. And for us to really help businesses, they have to be on point as well. So they have to kind of already know their business and with revenue that knows who their customers are, what their purpose of the website is, what does success mean to them? What is the, you know, a good campaign look like for them? All these really matter in a successful SEO campaign. So it's more of a relationship than just a campaign. Yeah, and I love what you're saying too, because now we're not just throwing up content because we want to talk about it <laughs> um, or because that's, you know, the guest happened to come along. That was a great topic. Um, now we're being more strategic about it and more thinking ahead and thinking about that whole um, that whole funnel and that whole um, journey with our customer, starting with the content, the free content at the beginning. So I, I just want to make sure our audience really heard that. I'd love that you said, um, you know, having that plan in place and really knowing who are your paying customers, who's buying from you, what does that look like, what are the problems that they're solving, and what was the journey they took to find you. Um, so that was super valuable. So I really appreciate you saying that. Is there anything else that we should be thinking about? So obviously in Amplify you we're helping podcasters launch their show so we're a lot in the creation stage so what are some things that when a podcasters in the creation stage um, to help them kind of develop that those show ideas and, and that and that and that making the show searchable at the end of the day what are some things that we can kind of um add, kind of there's like top two or three things that we can do to really help uh, figure that out if they're not sure yet already yeah like and I know you basically I, I, just told us that. <laughs> I, I would say really understand who you want to be known as. Right. That's the most important thing. Don't, don't worry about what other people are doing so much. Mm-hmm. Worry about yourself and figure out what your ultimate beliefs goal is. Once you figure out that why, who you want to be known as, right? Mm-hmm. What was, and your audience and the niche and who, who what that avatar and personality that you're going after. Once you figure that out, every blog, every uh, podcast, every title should really add value to that avatar, right. add okay. value to that purpose, add value to giving people a sense that you kind of know 
what you're talking about and position yourself properly. So everything you produce should be a stepping stone. And it's great to have insights from competitors to gauge what they're saying, what, you know, the topics and some of the keywords that they're using, but make it your own, personalize it as much as possible because you are different. Everyone's different in their own right, right? So that's what, why people choose you versus someone else, right? Yeah, I really, yeah, I like what you said there with about, um, you know, sometimes like we have people that come to us that they know the message they want to deliver, but it, the message is one thing, but what they want to be known for is actually something different. So yeah. I really like that you said that because that's something that maybe is overlooked a little bit in the creation stage of the podcast. They're more thinking about the content that they want to talk about, but it's actually more about what, what you want to be known for and how people find you. I think that was really, that was really a good point there. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. So many things to think about. Is there like somewhere like, you know, it used to be like Google keywords and stuff that we could go to and see what people are searching for. Like, what's the thing these days that we can kind of get a sneak peek into that content, that information. Yeah. We use a paid tool called keywordtool.io. But Google AdWords, uh, you can set up an account and just, or you can just Google keywords. Usually they give you the most popular search queries. They don't give you the volume. However, the volume is very discreet anyways. Even with all these tools, it's zero to 10 and 10 to 100, 100 to 1,000. Very broad term. They don't tell you really a lot of metrics. And with that, I mean, that's just search, right? Mm -hmm. How many people are searching? What you need to figure out is for your own website, how many people are actually clicking from a search and then converting Mm -hmm. from a click, right? Because ultimately everyone's different. And you can track your own with Google Analytics on your own asset, on your website, you can track everything. Podcasts, there's a lot of tracking software as well. So it's great. Um, But there has to be some sort of um, tracking at the end. Like what's the KPI? Are you wanting people to subscribe or link to an offer with maybe a code so that you can track how many people are actually listening and then converting? Um, So understanding like the whole funnel like you mentioned, like what's the purpose to join a community, build an email list, um, sell a course, but everyone wants to do the course right away or sell the consulting. But usually you have to harvest people in, drip them with a lot of content or build a, a database of some sort, right? Giving them something to feel much more confident and comfortable before they make a larger ticket item purchase from you. Right. Now, this is like, this is a, a question I get asked all the time. And so I'm curious what your answer to this is. Most people are like, well, I want to do a course. So I don't really want to give away all that content for free on a podcast. <laughs> what would you say to that? Yeah, definitely. So I get it. Um, mm-hmm. h- however, a lot of people who are speaking on a course, um, people forget things. Mm-hmm. People, you have to understand, you can easily, as an expert, you've probably probably wrote a ton of blogs and you probably put a lot of podcasts out there. If you organize it, systemize it and make it a course, people are probably willing to pay for it if it's easy to access and information that's sortable, right? However, you being the expert, you feel like you don't want to disclose everything because then your competitors are going to sniff it out and then use it. Be, be true to that. Yes, that is a, a possibility, but there's no competitor that has time to do that. 
They're so busy running their own business, dealing with their own problems, trying to grow and scale their own business. So I would say whatever you want to disclose, disclose it. You can make it a short kind of disclosure and have an offer at the end. It's up to you, right? But content, I would say be vulnerable. Tell people how you are because that's the true you. Mm-hmm. Once you start hiding things, people will you know, probably not have a good feel about who you are. Yeah. I love that answer. And that's kind of the answer I give to you, but it's like, you know, people also listen and learn in different styles too. So if you, whatever you said uh, in a podcast or they read in a blog might not be the same as if they see it, you teaching it in a video, right? So, you know, even if it is the same content or some of the same content, um, I think that was a bang on what you said about that. And nobody, you know, it's like the, the term they use in yoga classes, like keep your eyes on your mat, right? Like your, your, your competitor can go do some competitive research but at the end of the day. They're not, they're not too worried about what you're doing. They're so consumed with what they're doing. <laughs> True. So if you're, if there was a popular podcast out there, that's in the same sort of space as us and they're doing really, really well, is that something that we should go and look at and kind of just speaking about competitors, see what kind of like topics they're talking about, or is that now irrelevant because you want to be known for something different than maybe they want to be known for, even though it's similar kind of topic. I mean, there's different ways to mm-hmm. go about that, right? Um, depending on where, what stage you're at in terms of your business. Mm-hmm. If you already have an audience member, like a whole flow of followers or people subscribing, have fun with it. Do things that you enjoy doing, talking about with people that you enjoy talking to, Mm -hmm. right? But if your early stages and growth is very important and you need more subscribers and you need like following and email lists, then really do competitive analysis. Figure out what people want and deliver on it. Because if you don't answer their problems, nobody wants to talk to you, listen to your podcast, right? The number one thing you need to know as a business owner is if you're able to fill a gap in the marketplace with content or a product or service, and you're adding value to someone's life, people are willing to pay for that. Mm -hmm. If you can fill that gap, then you have a business. So it's not rocket science. (laughs) I would say basic is always better. Like I didn't know anything about SEO and now I feel much more confident after eight years. Um, And, you know, it's not rocket science. Business owners are just happy to add value, right? Mm -hmm. Filling a gap with someone that has a problem Mm -hmm. that wants to pay for someone because they don't want to do it themselves. Yeah, I feel like we're really, uh, some business owners are the creative, right? So they're in the creative space, and the creative mindset. So the analytics and like analyzing the data and that kind of stuff is like such a disconnect sometimes. I know for speaking for myself <laughs> included, that it's nice to like have it like like shared with us in such plain terms and like easily to understand. So thank you, John, for doing that today. Well, look at the big picture, right? Like yeah. everyone can get bogged down with analytics and funnels and trying to figure things out it's so basic that people forget, like, why are you doing this? Who do you want to serve? What's their problems? And have social proof. People, all they care about is, can you help me? Who have you worked with before? Similar to my situation. And if you have some sort of like match there, Mm -hmm. they may call you out, right? Like they will fill out the form or whatever it is. Very simple. Yeah, it's simple. And that is simple format. And it just seems like we've overcomplicated it a lot, I think. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I love that, John. So any last like bit of advice for podcasters out there to really make the most out of the, the available SEO that's out there? Like, I think there's a huge opportunity that not a lot of people are really harnessing in on or really focusing on it all in their, in their podcast. So um, any last bit of advice for us? Yeah. So with SEOing your website, it's less, just like any business, okay? You should really understand that that asset piece of your website mm-hmm. can be discovered through a lot of channels and you can use it for the purpose of inbound leads. Uh, a lot of people think of like Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or YouTube as the only form of marketing mm-hmm. and advertising. Well, SEO can really deliver high quality you know, inbound leads of your specific demographic and personal uh, queries or people seeking you. But you have to acknowledge that in the first place. People give up really quickly because SEO is more of a long-term strategy. Mm -hmm. It's more about just like you being an expert in your industry, you've been doing it for 15, 20 years. Think about what goes on in Google. Why would they match you up on that first page after building a website in one year or six months or three months? You need to earn your way to prove to Google and ultimately your customers that you are the real deal. And running a business is not one or three months or six months, it's years in business. So it's the same fundamentals, right? People people overcomplicate this. I because I worked at Yellow Pages and I kind of only work with business owners, mm-hmm. I'm more the, the realist. And mm-hmm. I go, you know, if you are planning on being in business for five, 10, 20 more years, you should really understand this asset piece of your website and do it well, get inbound leads properly, optimize your podcast, optimize mm-hmm. your social assets, your website, so that people recognize that you are, the experts. Mm-hmm. It's an authority piece, really. Like it really, and it needs to all tie together. And I think that's like something that uh, people aren't taking seriously. And I know myself included, because it just seems like another thing to think about or another thing to do, but it really is an important piece. And like you said, that organic traffic is so much more valuable. Um, we spend all this time doing, putting content out on our podcast, but really if we're not putting it onto our website, yes. we're not putting it out in other places or repurposing it, really, it's a wasted time and effort because then you're not getting the full value of it and you're not building that asset of your website and your domain with your authority piece there. So yeah, you've opened my eyes quite a bit and made me go, shoot, I got to get on that. <laughs> well, just having your website with transcriptions of your mm-hmm. podcast, linking to whatever platform you're using and then repurposing it on using bits and pieces on social platforms to redirect back to that asset of your website. So use your website as the focal point of every marketing material advertising that you have and get people to go back to it. If you have a book offer, if you have courses, if you're on other third-party sites, it should be your own asset, which is your website. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Oh, John, you've opened our eyes and gave us so many things to think about. We're going to have to bring you on another time (laughs) for for the follow-up sequence of this. So um, any last words you want to leave us for advice uh, before we let you go today? Yeah, I'm all about a big believer in like giving, right? Giving back and helping others. So if anybody needs some advice, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I 
want to help businesses understand the power of SEO because a lot of people are afraid. They're, it's like a whole you know, black box or people just don't understand what is required. So I try to educate people, inform people. It's, yes, it's complicated in the back end, very technical, but if you understand the concepts of it, that's all you really need to do if you are going to hire someone or an expert in-house or a freelancer or whatever it may be, consultant, to do it. You just have to understand what the power of that medium is. Uh, people forget that and they go to social media and start paying tons of money on ads when maybe there's a better medium that can you know, cultivate a lot more inbound leads for you. Awesome. I love it. And where can we find out more information about you? Uh, you can check out my website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. So we're based in Toronto, Canada, but service clients all over the world, really. Awesome. I love that ability for us to work all over the world these days. It's so awesome, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. Well, thank you so much, John. Guys, make sure you reach out to John. And if you have any questions, connect with him on his website or on LinkedIn. And uh, John, I just want to thank you so much for the value that you gave our audience today. I think that was super helpful. And uh, I know I'm going to be, I've got a checklist of changes to make. I'm going to go back and transcribe this episode and take all the notes down. So thank you so, so much for being with us today. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Okay, Amplify You family out there, go and make some changes on your website. Think about your title before you start your podcast and really make sure you kind of figure out what do you want to be known for? I think that's the first and most important piece that John just, you know, said today, like really who, what do you want to be known for? Let's uh, leave it at that and think about that for this week and see you again next week. Thanks so much, John. Bye. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.